so here we are, Christmas at the barn. And uh, you know, if you're a visitor and someone invited you to the barn this evening, I don't reckon you knew you were coming to a real barn with straw bales and wooden pallets. You know, I'm really worried if I pop out to the loo tonight, I'm going to meet a few sheep or maybe a donkey. Could be awkward, really. But it does look nice, doesn't it? Quite cosy and quite Christmassy. And we do love Christmas in this country, don't we? Amazing. And you know what? Google knows that too, as if it didn't know everything. Google knows that too. Yes, I mean, some of you will have done your Christmas shopping online, and um, you probably know that when you go on these uh, internet searches, if you use a search engine like Google, it actually records every single website you go on. It knows that you've been on Debenhams or M&S or whatever you've been doing. It records it. Basically, Google registers it and records it. And so Google does all these uh, reports because it's got all our data. And um, last year, Google reported that people in Britain do more Christmas internet searches than anywhere else in the world. Amazing. We're top for something. Amazing. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yes, look at that. This is the chart, UK at the top. And it shows that you'd expect this huge spike in Christmas internet searching in December when everyone, all the men, are buying the last minute presents. And then, but what else does it show? It shows that some people did Christmas internet searching in June. <laughs> Unbelievable. Who does Christmas internet shopping in June? And you know, it gets worse than that because this next slide shows this shop in Stratford <laughs> near us. If you live in Stratford, you've probably, you've probably been in it. I'm going to talk about you now. But uh, this shop is open all year round and uh, it's uh, called the Nutcracker Christmas Shop. And uh, the owner reckons that some people go in that shop up to seven times during the year. Seven times. Have these people got lives or what? <laughs> Talk about being obsessed with Christmas. And you know, it's, it's like with Christmas lights, isn't it? I mean, w when I was younger, a, lot, a long time ago, if you wanted to see Christmas lights, you had to go into a town centre, maybe look at a public building, or go to a sort of Christmas light switch on. But, you know, over the last few years, there's been this explosion in people putting up Christmas lights on the outside of their houses. And people just go mad, don't they? Have you seen it? They've got, like, Father Christmases and reindeers and snowmen and uh, icicles and chaser lights and flashing lights. It looks like everyone is trying to outdo their neighbour. You know, maybe you're one of them, and if you are, bless you. And um, your cul-de-sac would like to thank you for illuminating the cul-de-sac. There we are. And, um, but you know, come January, I don't envy your electricity bill. No, you're going to regret it. And you know, last year, in, uh, there was a lady in Pennsylvania, in America, and she had this um, electricity bill for, wait for it, $284 billion. Yeah, what a bill. $284 billion. This is a, a picture of the actual bill. It's actually a little bit blurred because this is the only photo available on, you guessed it, Google. Um, but this is absolute proof. And the electricity company, they were actually very kind. They said she could pay in installments. 
And uh, the first month's installment was $28,000. $28,000. And um, can you just... Uh, it, it, she, uh, she was so uh, incredible, uh, stunned by that. She said, my eyes just about popped out of my head. You bet she did. She said, we had put up Christmas lights and I thought we had put them up wrong. Oh, wow. Can you just imagine the conversation with a husband? Darling, you know when you put up those Christmas lights? Yeah, talk about husband in the doghouse. I mean, what did you do? Well, I just did what I did last year. Well, you couldn't have done. Well, I did. Well, look at the bill. Well, I don't know what I did. Happy Christmas in that house, eh? But Christmas lights, it's a bit like Advent calendars. We get them out when we're starting to look forward to Christmas. When there's that sense of anticipation when we're starting to get a little bit excited. And you know, Prince Harry and Meghan are starting to get a little bit excited about their baby who's due to be born in the spring. And uh, what amazes me is how people in the media just get really excited about anticipating royal births. Because um, when Meghan went to the wedding of Princess Eugenia a few weeks ago, she wore this long, dark blue coat and people in the media were speculating that she might be pregnant. And I mean, I just thought it was a nice coat. I mean, it's probably a cold day and it looks quite nice. But no, they were thinking, there must be a baby under here somewhere. And uh, you know what? They were absolutely right. She was pregnant, so what do I know? But um, wouldn't it be amazing if you could predict when people could get pregnant and have babies like this chap on the screen now, a guy called Isaiah. Now, you can probably tell this isn't actually a real photo um, because Isaiah lived 700 years before Jesus was born. But, you know, I reckon there weren't many barbershops around at that time. There were no electric clippers or razors. So I reckon a picture of an old man with long hair and a grey beard will look pretty good, don't you reckon? I reckon that was Isaiah. And Isaiah was a prophet which meant that God used to tell him things that were going to happen in the future, but just by giving him a little glimpse and not giving him the whole picture. And in that reading that we just had read to us, Isaiah said this, he said, Look, the virgin will conceive a child and will give birth to a son, and will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. So 700 years before Jesus was born, Isaiah was predicting two incredible things. The first, the virgin will conceive a child. How amazing is that? A miraculous conception. You know, there was a survey for BBC Local Radio back in September which said that 62% of adults believed that some form of miracle was possible today. And 43% of them said that they themselves have actually prayed for a miracle. And they weren't all football supporters. <laughs> Incredible. So they actually prayed for a miracle. But the other thing that Isaiah did, he predicted that the son to be born would be called Emmanuel. And what does Emmanuel mean? It means God with us. God with us. Isaiah was saying that when the son was born, it would literally be God entering the world. Wow, how remarkable is that? God was actually coming to the earth in the flesh. And, you know, I know there was a pretty impressive angelic choir announcing 
his birth to a bunch of shepherds on a hillside. But there was nothing really grand about God's entry apart from that. It wasn't like in the summer when President Trump arrived in Britain for his UK tour and he arrived at Stansted Airport. He got off Air Force One to be treated by a guard of honour. It wasn't like that at all. And it wasn't like the Queen and Prince Philip when they turned up at Harry and Meghan's wedding in a beautiful, shiny black limousine. And it wasn't like the rather eye-catching entry of the Bollywood star Priyanka Chopra when she turned up to a wedding about three weeks ago in this uh, wedding dress designed by Ralph Lauren and it had over two million mother-of-pearl sequins sewn into it. I know absolutely nothing about wedding dresses, but that sounds like a lot of sequins. So, and not only that, she had a 75-foot veil. 75 feet long. Can you imagine trying not to tread on it? I mean, it was huge. And... Um, Absolutely incredible. But no, almost inconceivably, when God chose to enter our world, he chose to enter it in a town smaller than Dudley, a town called Bethlehem, to a stable. And his mother laid him in a manger, which was essentially a feeding trough. You know, C.S. Lewis said, once in our world, a stable had something in it that contains something bigger than our whole world. Once in our world, a stable had something in it that was bigger than our whole world. Emmanuel, God with us. No wonder Mary had trouble taking it in. The Bible says she treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. And in a few minutes, the choir are going to sing a song to us which sums it up perfectly. Mary, did you know, when you kiss your little baby... You kiss the face of God. Mary, did you know your baby boy is the Lord of all creation? Mary, did you know that sleeping child you're holding is the great I am? You know, whether Mary understood it or not fully doesn't really matter because that was the reality. And that's the message of Christmas. Emmanuel, God with us.